Listen, I know keeping up with your authority and renewals can be a challenge. As a thank you to Talk CDL listeners, J.J. Keller would like to offer six months of free DOT authority monitoring to a lucky listener. Basically, we'll watch over your authority, send you a monthly report for six months, help you fix anything that falls out of compliance, and renew your MCS-150 form and VMT, as well as file your UCR for free. After six months, you can choose to cancel or continue your service for just $39.99 a month. To enter and for official rules, visit truckingauthority.com slash talkcdl. Hey drivers, have you thought about becoming your own company? Have you thought you'd like to get your own authority and DOT number, but you just don't know how to go about doing it? Well, call J.J. Keller and Associates. They can help you get the proper registration and credentials that you need to operate legally. They protect drivers from penalties and out-of-service orders as a result of not having the proper authority. They save drivers time by filing their paperwork and ensuring everything is correct. Drivers, they also help you with unified carrier registration, USDOT and MC numbers, MCS 150 updates, year-around authority monitoring, and plenty more. Drivers, if you're looking to become your own company and you want your own authority number and DOT number today, call J.J. Keller & Associates at 888-601-2017. That's 888-601-2017 and tell them TalkCDL sent you. Thank you. Hey drivers, are you looking for a new job or are you looking just to become a new lease driver? Well, NCI offers new Kenworth T680 double bunk condos with APU and refrigerator, all standard in all of their equipment. Come aboard and become a lease operator or you can become a company driver. NCI offers regional positions, over-the-road positions, team positions, and also NCI will take on a few students if you've graduated from a trucking school. Pick up the phone, check out NCI, and see if they have what you're looking for at 888-311-7076. That's 888-311-7076. Did you find Hiawatha? Hello? See, you said I hello, I said hi, you said hey, I, I, I said Hiawatha. You said, what kind of language is that? I said, it's Indian. It's an Indian name or something. Am I right or wrong? Well, you're... Say it. Bonzi. You're Ooh, you're right. right. Well, here's the thing. How do you it's spell a Hiawatha? song. H I A W A T H A. Hiawatha. Oh, oh, okay. I I see Hiawatha. Yeah, and it's an epic. It's a 19 or 1855 epic poem in Trochiac Tetrameter by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, which features Native American characters. There you go with your Indian. The epic relates to fictional adventures of a OGB, I can't, O-J-I-B-W-E warrior named Hiawatha. All right. And so what, it's was, his, what Indian was, what, what tribe was he from? What, what Indian? It's, it's, it's make-believe. Oh, it's, it's make-believe? Yeah. No way. There was no real Hiawatha? Yeah. Okay. He's an Indian hero of Longfellow's poem, The Song of Hiawatha. Okay. <laughs> All right, to trucking. So today we are going to have a guest on uh, from, what's the company called? Hello? J.J. Cal. I'm sorry, I'm still reading this. I know, like, <laughs> I well, stuck people, on it. <laughs> people are listening going, oh my God, they don't even know who their guest is. No, 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 no. You guys got to know Ruth Ann. Her, when, her, when she's fixated on something, I she, on she cannot... Pay attention to something else. Well, it does say here, what tribe is Hiawatha? And it says Hiawatha, he makes a river, is what it means, is a legendary chief of the Onaganda tribe of North America Indians. Uganda? Not Uganda. O-N-O-N-D-A-G-A. Onaganda. Onaganda. Okay. So, can we go back to trucking? Yes, I mean, you know. Sorry. All right. So... J.J. Keller. J.J. Keller. He's going to be, do we know the who is coming on, who is the spokesman for Keller? Rick. Rick. And J.J. Keller is um, a company that's like a, uh, that helps you get your DOT numbers and and they uh, can help you become your own company and they help you with all kind of compliant things to do with trucking, correct? Correct. 
And so what we want to do is we want to kind of get into the nuts and bolts of how can how can these drivers because you know there's a lot of drivers that want to get their own company someday. You, you know, everybody wants their own company. Yeah. But a lot of people they don't really understand how to go about it. You know, you know, you know they're like, well, I need customers, I need trucks, I need uh, I need to be able to get loans. Um, we know people that do that also. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, here's a company that can get you every. I'm pretty sure every piece of paper you need to be compliant with the Department of Transportation to right. become, you know, trucker. Trucker Joe's trucking company, you know, and and start hiring drivers, and you know, of course, it it sounds more simple. It sounds sounds like I'm making it really simple, but it actually is. Of course, probably the harder part is you know hooking up with a customer, getting loads, getting a truck, picking up a driver, getting them on it. You know what I mean? And and really blowing the customer away to where they give you more and more freight. Next thing you know, you're growing and growing and growing. Well, I, I, I think it depends on the mentality of the person that's starting the business. I mean, if some drivers would feel as though that's the easy part would be getting the freight because they might have been driving for an owner-operator and that might be something that they're accustomed to, they might just have a harder time finding out from start to finish business behind the scenes of the of the semi, what are those steps? And that's where J.J. Keller comes into effect because they help you with all your DOT compliance. They help you with getting all that... Your authority numbers. All of that and, other information is and, what, they're, what they're there for you. And let's be honest about me, personally. If, if I was right now back on the road and I said, all right, I'm going to form a trucking company, I would get frustrated going on those dot... Or, you've been on no, the dot... No, you would say, Ruthann, take care of it. Well, let's just say you were killed in a car accident or something, right? And you were gone. Did I, get, did I die from a semi? Yeah, you got run over by a, a Pete. Okay. Right. Grandma got run over by a Pete. That's right. And you are a grandma. I am. All right. So anyway, so there you are. You're dead and gone. And there I am, Troy, you know, the dude trying to figure out, okay, now what am I going to do? My girl's gone. <laughs> but anyway, so next thing you know. He had a smile on his face when he said that. I'm going I'm going online to these .gov sites. I'm serious. I mean, I've tried to help truck drivers with different things, you know, on the dot govs and maneuvering around. And then you got to like form an account. Then you got to upload paperwork. And then you got to look things up. And then like I've got to read something 500 times before I go, oh, okay, no, I understand it. But it sounds like Keller, I mean, honestly, it's good that the industry has people like these guys that are coming on that can say, hey, just, you know, and I don't. You know, I don't think it's difficult for them. They just say, okay, what do you want to be, blah, 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 and they do the paperwork for you and, and show you where you need to be keeping up to date, and they work with you the entire time if you want to stay with them. Mm-hmm. I think that's great, great to have. No, the, I mean, honestly, J.J. Keller, they sent us a little a little box of some stuff. Chocolates? No, no, no. no. I w- they could have thrown that in there, though. I am a chocolate fiend. So Keller never sent you chocolates? No. Oh, my God. No. So what else? But they said they're going to be calling any minute. By the way, they sent um, where it was other stuff where it was showing us the different things that they do supply a person that wants to have their own authority and what they need to do as far as like a little stuff like log stuff and. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and see if Keller's going to call in. I'm pretty sure they're about to call. So here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna say here we go. This is Ruth Ann. Hey there, Ruth Ann. This is Rick Malcolm calling with JJ Keller. Hi, Rick. How are you? Well, I am doing outstanding. It's uh, wonderful to finally be able to talk to you. Oh, I'm. I'm. We are super excited. Also, so how have you? You, you said your day is going well, then, Rick. It, my my day is uh, going very very well. I'm uh, well utilized today, uh, but other than that. Uh, that's just not a bad problem to have, right? Um, <laughs> it's it's uh, nice to feel needed, other right? Other than that, uh, it's been a really good day, yeah. And we were just, actually, Rick, we were just actually telling the audience a little bit about J.J. Keller and the kind of the work, and this is what we want to get into with you, is what does Keller actually do for the trucking industry and for truck drivers? We were kind of 
just kind of running through a few things. Like, for example, if it was me that was looking to maybe get my own authority number, my own DOT number, um, Ruth Ann said I would use her to do it, but we, we went with the scenario that maybe Ruth Ann got run over by a Peterbilt and was killed. And so I was trying to possibly look it all up myself on all the .gov sites and get the paperwork together, and I wouldn't be able to do it. I would have to call J.J. Keller. Well, that's exactly right. It, it is complicated. You know, uh, you know, so often, you know, let, let's relate it to, uh, to doing your own taxes, right? Can you do your own taxes? Well, sure you can. Uh, you know, you can go out to the IRS uh, website and uh, spend hours and hours and hours of educating yourself, getting the right forms, and then spend hours uh, reviewing those forms and the instructions for all the uh, forms, you know, filling them out to the best of your ability and hope that you didn't make uh, any mistakes. Or you could use a, an online program that, uh, that helps you along. Or you can go to your uh, professional tax accountant and you know, have them uh, ask you the educated questions and fill in the appropriate forms. But, you know, compliance with the, the federal regulations as far as uh, trucking goes is really similar to that in respect that it is very complicated. Uh, you know, the FMCSA's uh, websites uh, have hundreds of uh, pages and help, and they're not there for nothing. Uh, and then uh, when you do finally find the, uh, the right uh, form, uh, they all have uh, extensive instructions uh, to them. You know, most uh, truckers and, and trucking companies, that's what they do for a living. Uh, they get uh, product or people uh, from point A to point B. Uh, they are not regulatory experts, nor do they want to become regulatory experts. But this is what I and uh, my fellow folks at J.J. Keller uh, do for a living. It's the space that we live in. And so we are like that, uh, the, the tax professional that know the questions to, uh, to ask and can quickly funnel somebody into, uh, you know, the right forms to fill out and then fill them out uh, compliantly uh, for fleet legalization. So is this what makes you an expert or is there more to it than that? Tell us a little bit more about yourself, Rick, would you? Well, the, 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 thanks for the uh, question. Uh, that's it, it's a, a good one. So I have uh, been in the industry for about uh, 20 years. So the last seven years uh, have been with uh, JJ Keller as a, a subject matter expert uh, in the uh, regulations. But what really formed the foundation for that is I did work for a, a major trucking company for 13 years. Uh, before that, my role there was, uh, for many years, was uh, very interesting. So we had well over 10,000 uh, drivers, and I worked second shift. So I uh, uh, took the calls, uh, me and the 25 uh, of my team members, uh, took calls for all of the uh, drivers, answered about 1,000 driver uh, calls a night, and 4,000 driver messages a night. So my team of 25 had about 5,000 contacts uh, per night. Uh, you can imagine with that large of a fleet uh, just how many things go bump in the night. Uh, and because of the way that they were set up, uh, we didn't have a lot of support uh, from the other departments. And so I really needed to know as a leader uh, of that team um, you know, what needed to be done, and I needed to be able to do it uh, very quickly in order to keep the, uh, the fleet uh, moving. And so it was all those thousands and thousands of touches uh, that really uh, set me up for success, at least uh, at J.J. Keller. You know, I look at my uh, role at the J.J. Keller as uh, somebody that is fluent in several languages. So first of all, uh, I'm, I'm fairly fluent, uh, you know, in the English language, at least uh, well enough to become an editor at the J.J. Uh, Keller. I'm also, because of my experience in the trucking industry, fluent in trucking, and then uh, I uh, am also fluent in regulese. And so what I'm able to do is to translate the regulations into plain English and then translate that plain English into trucking uh, for our customers. Layman's terms. <laughs> so, so what he's really saying is he, he can translate the difficult stuff into English and then into trucker. Right. Okay. That's, That's what pretty cool. I like That's that. That's exactly right. Yeah. So with um, with some of the things that, that J.J. Keller does, let's start with one, the UCR. Can you explain what a UCR is for a driver? 
Oh, you know, UCR is uh, is complicated. You know, uh, I mentioned that I was uh, with the JJ Keller seven uh, years. About six years ago, I came on to the fleet legalization uh, team at JJ Keller, and UCR was one that puzzled me. So it stands for uh, Unified Carrier Registration, and what I did was I did some research online and did some research within products uh, that JJ Keller uh, has, and I kept coming up with question marks. So the deeper I dug, the more questions I had. I said, what, what exactly are you registering? I mean, they've already registered uh, for a USDOT number. They've already registered their vehicle uh, with their with their state, uh, you know, either for base plates uh, or with uh, IRP. What exactly is this uh, registration? As, as I dug deeper, um, you know, I really realized that while while registration is in the name, it's really not a registration other than uh, you know being in the system. Uh, what uh, UCR is is a a state and federal. Uh, or organization uh, to help get uh, dollars uh, to the state. Uh, those uh, dollars uh, go into a fund, and the uh, fund then is used for uh, the highways and also for uh, for safety programs. So it's really a way of getting uh, much needed uh, revenue. You know, everybody knows that uh, states are really under uh, tight crunches uh, uh, for money to keep the infrastructure up and to uh, run their safety programs and UCR fees uh, go for that. And so the way that it works uh, is it's based on a sliding uh, scale from uh, zero vehicles all the way up to over a thousand uh, vehicles. Uh, the smaller uh, carriers are paying, of course, the, uh, the lower amount, uh, you know, somewhere around uh, $60. And then the, uh, the larger carriers that are over a thousand vehicles uh, paying the vast majority uh, of it, uh, probably not uh, as a percentage of the of the total in the in the fund, but uh, they pay as about sixty thousand almost uh, uh, per year into a UCR. Uh, all those uh, funds from all those uh, carriers go into the single fund and then are proportioned out to the states. So anybody that has a DOT number or their actual authority number has to actually. Participate in the UCR, uh, the United Carriers Registration. Yeah, if they are an interstate uh, carrier, and uh, which uh, and so they have uh, vehicles uh, involved in uh, interstate uh, commerce. So if a carrier has an intrastate uh, USDOT number, uh, they they would not participate. But if uh, they are participating in uh, interstate uh, commerce, uh, either as a carrier, a freight forwarder, or a broker. Uh, then they are required to participate in the program. Okay, so what is that like after they get their 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 DOT number? Is that what they would do as a second step, or is that one of the first steps that they should get? So the the first step, exactly right, is to have a a, a USDOT number. You have a, a interstate USDOT number. As I mentioned, the the fees that a carrier pays uh, or an entity pays are, are based off the number of vehicles uh, that the uh, the carrier has in operation in interstate. And so they, they start out using the vehicle count from their MCS uh, 150. And of course, uh, many carriers uh, have a mixed fleet. They have some vehicles that are involved in interstate commerce, and then they have uh, other vehicles that are never involved in interstate. They are only intrastate, uh, and the uh, filing does allow those uh, carriers to uh, back off, uh, if you would, the intrastate-only uh, vehicles, and so they're paying the, uh, the registration fee uh, based on only the vehicles that are involved in interstate commerce. Okay, so just for the heck of it, you know, a lot of small carriers, obviously, that are not as compliant as they should be, more because they're not sure what they should be filing. Let's say one doesn't even understand what the UCR is, and they're just not paying it. What is there like a penalty? What's going to happen to those guys that that haven't even really registered for this? The uh, 
yeah, as far as in the uh, United States, uh, you know, for the for the carriers, of course, that are involved in the uh, program, enforcement normally comes down to the state uh, level. And there's a couple of ways that you come under the, the radar, if you will, of the state uh, enforcement uh, folks and you're kind of, uh, you know, waving a, a red flag. Uh, the first is to, uh, to change uh, brackets. So because there is such a, a variance uh, in the sliding scale, uh, if the carrier drops, for instance, uh, two brackets, uh, that is going to be uh, waving a red flag. And, and there's certainly nothing wrong with doing that, if that is uh, indeed the, uh, the case. Uh, but certainly the state auditors are going to be interested in finding out, you know, did you really reduce fleet size by that amount? Well, we want to know. And so they will do an audit to make sure the fleet was actually reduced by that amount. And you're not, not just trying to, uh, to drop down uh, in, uh, in brackets. If you don't file at all, uh, the enforcement that uh, many states uh, have is that you just won't be able to register uh, your vehicles. And of course, if a carrier provides false information uh, on their UCR uh, filing, uh, then they could be subject to the state's perjury uh, rules. So they can, they, they can get in trouble if they don't file everything the way they should. And I think that might be some of the issues yeah, with some of them, you know. Absolutely, they can get in trouble, and there is enforcement. And, the, you know, even at a roadside inspection, uh, you know, the officer uh, or the enforcement officer can uh, do a search to make sure uh, that the UCR fees have been paid by that carrier. So I'm, I want to throw an audible at you. Do, do you handle uh, the drug consortiums also on your end, or do you not work with that? I, I, I'm sorry, I, I missed the question. Uh, drug consortiums. Do you work with that with the smaller companies setting that up also, or is that something out of your wheelhouse? You're right. That is kind of a, a left turn. Uh, yes, we, uh, we, J.J. Keller uh, absolutely uh, does help uh, carriers uh, uh, with uh, drug and alcohol uh, consortiums. Uh, and for those that uh, may not be aware of you know, exactly uh, what that is, a, a consortium is just uh, pooling uh, multiple carriers into a single uh, pool for you know random uh, testing. Uh, random testing procedures uh, it is found in uh, Part 382 uh, in uh, Section 303, I believe. And so, the uh, the random selection is based on a, on a percentage of of CDL. Uh, uh, drivers uh, on an annualized uh, basis. 10% uh, of the drivers uh, by count uh, need to be tested for alcohol and 50% for controlled substances. The trouble is if you're a smaller carrier, uh, maybe you only have, you know, four drivers, let's say. Uh, well, that means that, that uh, you know, you got 10% of four is, uh, you know, four tenths of a driver. Nobody really wants a, a Solomon solution, I don't think, uh, you know, with that. Plus, you've got to do quarterly tests. And so, essentially, you're, you're pulling somebody in every single quarter uh, when you wouldn't need to. And so, what a consortium uh, does is you may have 10,000 drivers uh, in the consortium, and your drivers are in there. So, your four drivers are in there. Your driver may not have been selected, none of your drivers for the past five years, because you only have four in the entire pool. But you're still compliant with the uh, random program because the consortium itself is meeting the numbers. So they're pulling uh, on a weighted uh, annualized uh, basis 10% for alcohol and 50% for controlled substances. So as long as they're meeting your numbers, you're meeting your numbers. And Rick, the reason I ask that is because as we're going along here, I recalled over the last 20-some years, one of the biggest things that I've seen with trucking companies when they go to hire, say, a driver that had his own company. Well, I had my own authority. Well, you know, and and the, one of the first questions, okay, we always called it a drug consortium. You're saying consortium, but here and there, I... I that one of the questions you would always ask these drivers uh, is, were you part of a, a drug consortium? And 
the answer to 50% of these guys was, what's that? You know, they didn't even, they weren't even running compliant. How they were getting away with it was beyond me. And so this was just, I knew that this would be uh, one of an interesting topics because this is one of those things where you can get in trouble, especially when you go to apply with another trucking company. Trucking companies really don't want to hire somebody that hasn't been running compliant for the last five to ten years, and they they weren't DOT compliant. They weren't part of any any drug pools or anything like that. And uh, uh, I'm glad that you guys handle that. Also, I mean that's these are these are the little things that I know these guys are needing help with. Yeah, that's exactly uh, right. You know, when uh, regardless of the the size of the company, you know, they want to focus on on their operation. Uh, you know, not uh, trying to decide, okay, you know, where are the numbers this year for uh, randoms? How many do we have to pull? Uh, who's gonna Who's gonna pull them? You know, and make the uh, make the notifications. So it's really helpful to have somebody monitoring uh, all of the different aspects of DOT compliance, uh, so that you can focus on you know what you do for a living. Okay, let's let's move along here. I, uh, I'm looking at something here. Tell, talk to us about for hire authority. What is it, and who needs it? Well, it's it's interesting because a lot of people use authority, the term, really broadly. So a lot of folks think of having authority as having a USDOT number, and it's it's really more than that. Uh, having a USDOT number just means that you're able to engage in interstate uh, transportation uh, with a vehicle that meets the definition of a commercial uh, motor vehicle. So every private and for hire carrier uh, does need to have a USDOT number. The concept of authority uh, goes way back, uh, and it was, uh, you know, certainly back to the interstate. Uh, Commerce uh, Commission uh, days, and it, it was really to make sure that these carriers were following the financial uh, rules as well as the as well as the safety rules. So, uh, in making sure that they you know had the correct amount of insurance uh, in place uh, for for instance, and so uh, for higher carriers have and are required to obtain a motor carrier or an MC uh, number. And there's uh, several different types of uh, authority that a, a carrier can uh, obtain, certainly uh, a property uh, for hire carrier, a uh, pasture for hire carrier are the most uh, uh, common. Uh, there's also a household goods uh, authority, brokerage authority, freight forward authority. And it's just saying that not only can I operate the commercial motor vehicles in commerce, you know, across uh, straight state lines uh, in interstate uh, uh, commerce, uh, but I also can do it uh, for somebody else. And so I can move people or product that belongs to somebody else from point A uh, to point B. And I'm registered with the FMCSA and I have my MCS number to show it. And then that gives the, uh, the FMCSA the ability to track uh, whether I have uh, process agents uh, in place, and we can certainly uh, talk more about that, and whether um, I have the correct amount of insurance in place. What else would a for hire authority need other than the MCS through the FMCSA and their DOT number? What other would there something be something else that they would need to do? Yeah. So currently, um, if you already have a USDOT number, uh, you get uh, for hire authority by uh, filing a, a form known as the uh, OP uh, one, and the um, the a new carrier would fill out the uh, MCSA uh, one, the same form that they would get their uh, USDOT uh, number on, and then they have to show that they have a process agent. A process agent is just somebody that is able to accept the legal paperwork uh, on your behalf. And so if you're operating in, uh, in multiple uh, states, uh, but maybe you're just based out of uh, Wisconsin where I am, uh, but I've got a, a vehicle that's uh, traveling across uh, Oklahoma, 
and my vehicle uh, does uh, damage to it to somebody else uh, allegedly. Well, just so that they don't have to come to Wisconsin and file a claim against me, uh, my process agent in Oklahoma will be able to accept uh, those legal forms on my behalf, uh, you know, with a guarantee that they'll they'll get them to me. And the FMCSA uh, keeps a record of each for hire carriers process agents for each state. And so that if somebody from uh, the public wants to know, okay, well, who do I contact to get a hold of this, uh, of this carrier? Uh, the FMCSA can let them know who the process agent is uh, in that state. And so they do need to let the FMCSA know who their process agents are for each state of operations. They do that on a BOC3 uh, form. And then they also have to have the required amount of insurance, the minimum level of insurance. And this has not gone up, oh my goodness, for uh, for over 30 years, but is $750,000. And it goes all the way up to $5 million for folks that are transporting 16 or more passengers or you know very dangerous hazardous materials. I, I don't know. For me, I probably want the higher amount only because you see so many people wanting to do damage to other people as far as like just financially. Oh, he he nicked my big toe and I'm going to sue him now type of attitude. 750000 to me seems really small for coverage to protect yourself as a for hire authority when you're just, you know, you're small. You're not really a large... You know, you only have a couple tractors. Maybe you want to. I would say you'd want to have better insurance than that, in my opinion. <laughs> oh my goodness, uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, with the with the awards going up uh, in uh, in lawsuits uh, year after year uh, after year, they call them uh, nuclear uh, verdicts. Uh, you know, it used to make news if they uh, if there was an award of uh, several million dollars. Uh, you know, now awards are, are going up into the 50, 60, 70, 80 million dollar mm-hmm. uh, ranges. And so, yeah, $750,000 uh, doesn't, uh, you know, even come close. You know, I don't know about uh, about you folks or any of our, our listeners, but, you know, even on my home policy, uh, you know, for uh, liability for uh, my homeowner's insurance, liability for my car owner's insurance, you know, I have a million dollar uh, rider just as an individual mm-hmm. oh yeah no i i have kids i wanted to protect if so, if one of their little friends were playing and you know i didn't know what kind of parent they were you know friends some of the you know some of the some of them you might be get really good friends with but other ones you you don't have that real closeness so you don't know what kind of person they truly are so we always made sure that you know anybody was protected if they came to our place just in case but um as far as other programs, what other programs can you offer as far as like the IFTA or anything like that? Yep, so there are several other programs that carriers do need to be uh, compliant with, and there's a uh, whole compliance uh, alphabet soup, uh, if you will. You just uh, uh, mentioned one, uh, you know, IFTA. Uh, or the International uh, you know, Fuel uh, Tax Agreement, IRP, the International Registration uh, Plan, uh, HVAT uh, for the heavy vehicle uh, use tax through the uh, through the IRS, and then there's all kinds of uh, weight distance uh, taxes in New York, Kentucky, New Mexico, Oregon, uh, and so. To keep track of you know all of these uh, you know authorities, if you will, or taxes or fees from all these uh, different states, it's really helpful to have somebody uh, monitoring that for you, uh, keeping track of, of where you're at, when the filings um, are due, and if the filings uh, have been made. So, so JJ Keller will help monitor everything when it came to when you have to pay any of those, you know, those use taxes or any of your, basically everything that you need to do. Like my, I have a QuickBooks program. So when I have to pay any taxes, I have to pay anything at all. It will come up and tell me, Hey, you need to take care of this. So you're kind of like that to a driver where you'll, you'll send them messages saying, we need to do this. We need to do that just to keep them on board and, and keep them compliant. Correct. Better yet. Is there, 
do you have an app that they can download to work uh, with or not? Well, we have uh, lots of lots of solutions, and so uh, depending on you know how comfortable a carrier or a driver is in in doing it on their own, uh, you know whether they want to use. Uh, I'll go back to that tax analogy. Uh, you know, certainly there's uh, programs out there uh, that you can use again that can help you. You can hire uh, you know an accountant that will do uh, pretty much all of it for you. And so wherever somebody's uh, comfort level is, you know, we'll meet them there. Uh, JJ Keller does not try to have one solution uh, that is crammed into round holes, rectangular holes, triangular, uh, you know, holes. Whatever best fits your needs is, is what we'll do for you. So as much or as little as, as you need. You mentioned uh, consortiums earlier can certainly, you know, help with that if you need help tracking uh, driver qualification files and when everything is coming due uh, in the uh, driver qualification files, we can uh, do that for you. Uh, when you onboard a driver, the safety performance uh, history, make sure that paperwork uh, is is in order and to complete those uh, audits uh, as as well. You know, monitoring the uh, the fuel programs uh, and the registration uh, programs uh, for carriers, even monitoring. You know, hours of service programs uh, for carriers. So again, really as much or as little and as hands-on or or just guidance-based as somebody would like us to be. You mentioned the USDOT numbers. What's the difference between that and the MC, and who needs to have those numbers? Yeah, it's a uh, good question. So any carrier uh, that's involved in, uh, in interstate uh, commerce must have a USDOT number. Uh, and so even, you know, small carriers, maybe they have a, a small pickup truck, let's say an F-150 uh, pickup uh, and a trailer, and those uh, two combined go over 10,000 uh, pounds, so 10,001 pounds or more, and they're involved in interstate commerce. So they're crossing a bridge in their city, and they're doing work on the other side of the river, but that other side of the river happens to be another state. Uh, that uh, individual is involved in interstate commerce uh, with a commercial uh, motor vehicle, and they do need to have a USDOT number in order to uh, to be able to do that. And so that's, again, pretty much where everything uh, starts is, are you regulated? Because that's the way. Uh, as a carrier. And okay. if you are, you need to have a, a USDOT number so that the FMCSA can track your safety history uh, with. Uh, and then beyond that is the uh, is the authority, and the authority uh, number that's uh, generated is that motor carrier uh, ID, and that is what the uh, FMCSA is going to be using to track to make sure that you have the uh, the BOC three or the process agents uh, in place, and to make sure that you have the right amounts of insurance, and if there's any cancellation or interruption uh, of your coverage. There's a bunch of redneck, <laughs> super duty Ford pickup truck guys going. I need a DOT number. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee it right now. If some of them were going, damn, I didn't know that. So if they're know. over well, over it, ten thousand one hundred pounds, it, it, they need really it. Really scary uh, for some of these folks. That uh, you know, one of the uh, common questions that I get, and um, you know, my team answers uh, you know several hundred uh, questions a month. But one of the most uh, common ones is. But I'm not a trucker, you know. Um, why, why am I regulated? Well, you're regulated because you operate a, a commercial motor vehicle, and uh, the U.S. Uh, government is uh, full of regulations, and they have agencies uh, that create and track those uh, regulations, and the trucking regulations are tracked and uh, and created by the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, and so it's those. Their rules if you're involved in interstate commerce uh, that you need to follow. And oh, by the way, if you're intrastate only, so I'm in that same vehicle, but I never leave my state, so I'm not regulated, right? Well, you may not be regulated by the uh, by the FMCSA at the federal level, uh, but you very likely will be regulated at the state level. And the reason for that is the states, in order to receive the highway dollars uh, have to adopt 
uh, either the uh, Federal Motor Carrier Safety uh, Regulations or the equivalency thereof. They do have some latitude, but certainly once the, uh, the vehicle reaches the point where a, a CDL is required, uh, that individual is going to be regulated about to the same degree as, as an interstate uh, driver or an interstate carrier. Wow. I, I'm wild, too. I mean, I, I never realized that. I, I should have realized it went by weight for what your classification would be, whether or not you needed that that USDOT number. I never really honestly thought of it. I more or less thought of it as far as the goods and, you know, the other size of the vehicle, not a pickup truck, but, you know. Well, Ruthann, we've... We've seen several pickups pulled over by D- by DOT here yeah. in, in Florida. But my question would be, how much do, do the states really, and because I only ever in Florida, I've ever really seen pickup trucks pulled over, maybe for an untarp load or maybe a pickup pulling something. Are they enforcing that everywhere? Well, you know, most enforcement uh, is done, of course, at the, at the scales. You know, Florida... Uh, pretty much stops, uh, you know, every commercial uh, motor vehicle at the borders uh, uh, as, as well. That's uh, one state that uh, does. But where enforcement uh, is is conducted, you know, a lot of times I, I hear, well, I'm only operating a 12,000-pound vehicle. Do I need to pull into uh, the scale? It's really dependent on the state that you're in, and in some states, even the scale house. Uh, itself. And so if you're excluded by the sign, uh, like let's say the sign approaching the scale says, you know, all vehicles over 18,000 pounds or all vehicles over 26,000 pounds, you know, must uh, pull in. And you're under that, well, then then you're safe to proceed. But most scales, many scales, says all trucks or all commercial motor vehicles, uh, in which case you're much better off to pull in and to either be green-lighted through or to be waved through uh, than to be chased down. Because if you're chased down uh, and you're asked to come back around, it's not going to go well for you. Right. You just, you'd just you rather have the, the big trucks looking at you like, what's he coming in here for? Than to, to get the DOT officer coming back and saying, no, 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 buddy, you are actually classified. You need to come around. That, that's know. exactly right. Your, your your day just got a whole lot worse. Exactly. What's the what should be put on the truck? The MC or the DOT? Well, you know, it's it's interesting that you ask that because uh, you know you see some of these uh, vehicles, and gee whiz, it's hard to even find their USDOT number because they've got the uh, their USDOT number on there. They've got their MC number on there. They've got their KYU number on there. They've got their VIN number on there. You know, they might have some state identification uh, number on there. It's just this whole list uh, of items. So from a for an interstate uh, carrier, the only thing that's required uh, to be on the vehicle uh, is the is the carrier's name as it appears uh, on their MCS uh, 150. That has to be on both sides of the power uh, unit. And then the letters USDOT and their USDOT uh, number. The, the federal uh, rules do not require uh, the length of the trailer, doesn't require the height of the trailer, uh, doesn't require your VIN number, doesn't require your address. But there are some states that may require um, additional information. You know, what's interesting is a couple of years ago, the uh, FMCSA, again, 2013, uh, came out with a, with a rule and it sounded like the uh, like a, a UCR rule, but it was uh, the URC, uh, United, the Unified uh, Registration uh, System. And in addition to trying to go down to a single identifier, uh, which would be the USDOT number, uh, they were hoping to do away at that time uh, with the MC numbers, and they never quite got there. But one of the things that were in that uh, rule is they were really encouraging uh, carriers to no longer paint or put on their vehicles uh, their MC numbers. You know, they certainly weren't requiring folks to take them off. You know, you don't you don't need to go out there with a with a razor blade and scrape off the the old decals with the MC number. But they 
we're saying you know it's really not necessary to be on on your vehicle. Of course, if you're operating in intrastate commerce, then you need to have whatever the state has. And there's some cities that uh, get really ticky too. Uh, if you have, or if you're ever in the boroughs of uh, New York City, uh, you, you may come across the, their rules, which even require the address to be on the on the vehicle. So, but uh, generally uh, in, in interstate commerce, only the, the name uh, or the DBA uh, or trade name, if you have that on your MCS uh, 150, the letters USDOT, and your USDOT number. All right, moving on, Rick. Got a question for you. I'm a trucker. I call your office today. I want my MC, my authority, DOT number. I'm supposed to be buying a truck, and it's going to be delivered within the next week. How quickly do you have me up and running legal and compliant? Well, you know, we can take the information and get the uh, the items uh, filed really, really quickly. Uh, how fast you're up and running is really dependent on what we're all doing for you. For instance, um, USDOT numbers, she was, they're almost uh, instantaneous. Uh, we can get you a, a USDOT number. Uh, but uh, there is a, a section in 392B9B that says you can't operate without an a active uh, USDOT number. And so that can take a little bit longer uh, when you're getting for hire authority uh, to move either property or passengers. And so uh, that can take up to, up to three weeks to get that back uh, from the FMCSA. So we're looking at a short period, up to about three weeks, we can be up and rocking. Yes, we, we, we can uh, help people uh, really quickly because, you know, one, we you know what needs to be uh, done. We get that information very quickly uh, from the individual that's uh, interested in, uh, you know, being compliant and, and getting what they need from the states and what they need from uh, the federal uh, government. And then we file that with the states. And then the thing that's really beneficial maybe for many folks is, you know, we know who to call uh, if things uh, aren't apparently going smoothly and can shake the uh, the tree, so to speak, and say, okay, where are we at? Uh, you know, we made this, uh, you know, filing 10 days ago. Here's the reference number. Uh, can you look that up and, and tell us if there's any problems with the uh, application or what may be uh, holding it up? So we have really, really good follow-up with that team as well. Um, I was, before you had called in, I was telling Troy that Rebecca had sent me a cute little package from JJ Keller of some of the supplies that you offer drivers so that I could physically see some of the work that you did and you cover you can hear my you can hear my my northern come out. I'm, use. A, I'm used to the y'all now y'all yeah. y'all do supply many things like placards you supply the the security seals that you put in the back of the the trailer you'll help you know, the drivers, of course, purchase them, but you actually have everything that a driver would need for his tractor, even the ELDs. Really, ELDs? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and that, that kind of goes back to the, uh, you know, as much or as, as little as you need, uh, whether it comes down to, uh, hey, I need to have a D, a DDIRs, those, uh, you know, the vehicle uh, inspection uh, reports. Um, you know, I need to have, my annual or periodic uh, stickers. I need, as you mentioned, uh, to have the seals for the uh, for, for the vehicle. I need to have uh, you know tire uh, tread depth gauges. You know whatever uh, you need from a supply. I need to be able to secure my cargo. Uh, we can help with uh, with all of that. Uh, in addition to keeping you compliant from a paperwork uh, you know standpoint. And so one of the things that uh, that we do. Uh, for folks that you know, like are using the, the monitoring service, uh, is to to monitor their your their USDOT number. You know, a lot of us are are familiar with you know credit monitoring. So we hire a company and say, you know, I don't want to go out and check my credit report every week or every month uh, to see if there's anything weird uh, going on there. Uh, you know, I just want to let you to let me know if somebody's applied for credit in my name or has. If there's any strikes, you know, against me, or if there's anything I need to be doing, 
And so that's what we do for carriers that uh, have our, our monitoring service from a DOT compliance uh, standpoint. You know, I get uh, often questions asked of me of, hey, I've got this really official looking letter here um, in my hand and it says that I'm gonna be shut down if I don't do this, 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 and this. You know, is this legitimate? And we can kind of work through and find out whether that's just a, a marketing uh, piece uh, from a from somebody or whether that's an official notification from a state agency. But likely if it's an official uh, notice from a state agency, if it is something DOT related, you never got that uh, because we were tracking that for you and made sure that you did the filings uh, on time. So out of your small carriers, and I, when I say small, I mean like say 10 trucks and less, you know, what percentage would you say of these small carriers from owner operator to 10 trucks or maybe a couple more, what percentage are actually taking the full Monty from JJ Keller? You know what I mean? Saying, listen, I just want you guys, I want to put my whole company in your hands. You guys handle everything, monitoring, paperwork, setup, check me out and make sure I'm doing things right. What Do you have a, a, most of them doing that or a half? What were you at? Well, you know, as far as, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, millions of truckers out there, uh, probably a very small percentage. But what I can tell you is the, is the very high number of uh, truckers and, and small carriers uh, that we have, our retention rate with them, and by that I mean, okay, they, they come to us and say, we're tired of doing this ourselves, and so uh, we want your help doing it. Really, the, the test of how successful you are in, in meeting their needs is if next year they come around and say, you guys did a great job for us, uh, you know, well worth uh, whatever we paid you to do that for, um, and we want to continue doing uh, and partnering with you. And that percentage is extraordinarily high uh, for J.J. Keller and these these services. So, uh, you know, you, you, sometimes on the front end, you don't know how much value you're going to uh, to get out of it. But on the back end, you can look back and say, wow, that was a tremendous amount of value, uh, and, and I have a good value exchange, and I want to continue to partner with them. And so that percentage is really high uh, for folks that uh, partner with J.J. Keller for their compliance. So, you know, mid-sized companies to large companies, they usually have a high-priced safety director that does a lot of this paperwork and human resources department that also participates in this type of stuff. Um, these smaller carriers obviously are not going to go out and you know pay a safety director seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year. I would imagine your program is probably going to be more in the budget, and you would take care of the things, uh, most of the things that they would have to go out and hire people for. Would be my guess. What do you think? Well, that's that's right. You mentioned one, you know, that safety manager, that safety uh, director, and then you have you know the the asset uh, manager, and then you have you know, the, the driver managers that are tracking, uh, you know, hours of service and tracking, uh, you know, driver qualifications. Uh, and then you have, uh, you know, other folks that are making sure that you have the, uh, the IFTA and the IRP, uh, you know, filings uh, done. And what we find in most smaller companies, like you had mentioned, you know, those uh, 10 truck type uh, fleets is a lot of that falls onto a single individual. And it's a no good deed goes unpunished uh, kind of assignment. So, you know, hey, you're doing great with this. Uh, you know, why don't you take on IFTA and IRP as as well? It's like, what? <laughs> what, what, what? What's that? Oh, you know, it's not too hard. You just have to, you know, take these uh, daily forms from the uh, drivers or take these daily reports uh, from our ELDs and then put them into quarterly reports uh, for, for the uh uh, for the programs and submit them. And then if we're audited, uh, you know, you need to be there for that. <laughs> it's just like, oh my goodness, uh, you know, where do I go from there? So you could have multiple folks, uh, you know, in multiple hats that need to be uh, worn uh, or just, uh, you know, one. Uh, one J.J. Uh, Keller. Or, or plan with J.J. Keller. Yeah, just one contact with J.J. Keller or five people that have to do the same job. <laughs> But uh, that's right. So it's, it's kind of that one phone call. I, I, I call my uh, representative and say, hey, can you help me with this or can you answer a uh, question for that? 
Um, and that's one of the advantages uh, as, as well. So I'm I'm on a team of oh goodness I, I think uh, you know 12 uh, subject matter experts that create uh, content directly for uh, our, our customers. And one of the advantages of partnering with uh, JJ Keller is you have access uh, to me and you have access to other folks uh, on my team. And so if you have a, a question, you know, rather than going to a search engine online and kind of punting and hoping for the, uh, for the best, I hope I land on a good site. If it's a forum, I hope that I land on a good forum um, and I hope I can find the uh, right answer. Um, you know, folks are able to, to reach out um, if the individual on the on the team doesn't uh, to know they are able to escalate that to uh, subject matter experts and we have an answer uh, within 24 hours uh, back to our customer. I also noticed on your website, which is jjkeller.com, you also will have um, webcasts of different events or news and regulatory updates so that the drivers can go to there for it. That's exactly right. We do, oh my goodness, um, probably, uh, you know, four to six uh, uh, webcasts on various uh, topics uh, throughout uh, the month. Uh, most months it's uh, considerably uh, more than that. Uh, of course, uh, you know, right now we have been uh, doing, you know, a lot of webcasts, a lot of education uh, material. By the way, this is, it's free to join our, our webcasts. Uh, and, you know, and what we've been really uh, covering lately are the four new flexibility hours of service uh, rules. So, you know, if you want to know what changed with you know, adverse driving conditions, the short haul, the 30 minute uh, rest break, split sleeper, you know, we spend a whole hour diving into those uh, topics as we are coming to the end of the year you know of course we're uh, we're diving into what do you need to be uh, compliant uh, with the uh, drug and alcohol uh, clearinghouse uh, as we're looking at uh, a lot of the uh, the covid exceptions uh, sunsetting you know how do we be compliant uh, with that not only why we're able to use the exceptions, but now what do I need to do from a documentation point of view uh, going forward uh, to, you know, fleet legalization, kind of some of the items that we're talking about, uh, you know, today, uh, HBUT, IRP, IFTA, uh, USDOT numbers, MC numbers, uh, that, that, whole, uh, that whole category, of course, uh, hours of service, vehicle maintenance, the whole litany of what folks could be concerned about as they're running their uh, operation. Yeah, we have those uh, webcasts available frequently. So aside from the website, which again is jjkeller.com, what is another way that a driver can contact your office or your company for them to, to get a hold of someone to get started on using your services? Yeah, that's uh, that's good. So the certainly the, um, the the best way is probably that to, to start out with a jjkeller dot uh, for these uh, DOT authority uh, services. Uh, there's an 800 number. May I give it? Yep, go ahead. It's eight 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 six zero one two zero one seven, and the folks there can give you more information about what we're talking about today. Uh, with the DOT authority services. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we finish this off and wrap it up? Well, you know, like, like I said, so many uh, folks that uh, do partner with us are, are thankful that they do and they continue that uh, relationship uh, year after year. And the primary reason for that is this is what we do for a living. So they're able to do what they do for a living. That's a good. That's a good way of putting it. I never really, honestly, thought of it in that aspect. You know, you do what you do for your living, but you know, we do it to help you accomplish that. Exactly right. It's, it's the space I live in every day. So you said the number is eight 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 six zero one two zero one seven. Is that what he said? Yes, exactly right. So the the triple eight six zero one 
and then 2017. And I'm sure you got a Facebook page, you, you, a Twitter, all that stuff. I'm sure you're all socially active, correct? All, all the social media is from uh, LinkedIn. Uh, and another edu- great educational uh, source is our J.J. Keller uh, YouTube uh, channel. A lot of uh, educational items, uh, you know, out there. Uh, we have a tremendous amount of uh, white papers that are available on on jjkeller.com where we take uh, you know a deep dive into for instance uh, fleet legalization or the new uh, hours of service uh, flexibility items and really spell it out to what does this possibly mean for your organization are you tweeting the tip of the week too yes absolutely we have uh, the, the twitter uh, handles and the uh, in LinkedIn as well. Awesome, sweet. Yeah, I'm on your Facebook page too. So yeah, I I'm gonna I'm actually gonna bookmark you so that I can go there periodically too because I know there's times where I, like I would like to know certain things when I pull it up to when we're gonna do a podcast on certain regulations that might be new. This was gonna help me also make sure that I keep within the correct word usage because i can flubber my words sometimes to make sure that i'm not misguiding anybody yeah and rick the other thing is maybe we can uh get your contact number personally and you can be like our go-to person for uh compliant questions we may have over the next year or two uh we could text you and say hey we got a question we want to bring you on the air with another truck driver and you can answer a question yeah absolutely be more than happy to uh, to do that uh, with you folks um, happy to come on uh, almost at any time, even on short notice. So if there's something, uh, you know, that comes up in the uh, in, in the industry, and you want a or need an expert to to talk about it, if it's not me, we have somebody else in the office that uh, would be available uh, and be knowledgeable on the, on the topic. I am sure. Rick, forgive us for not knowing your last name. We're looking through the paperwork and do not see it at all. And Ruth Ann's going, I don't know. How do you know? We don't know. What, what is it? What is it? <laughs> so the, 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 the phonetical uh, pronunciation of it is uh, M-A-L-C-O. So it's Malco. Okay. But that's not how it's spelled. It's spelled uh, M-A-L-C-H-O-W. Okay. All right. Perfect. Well, Ruthanna, you're ready to wrap this thing up. It's what, what an educational! You, you, it, this wasn't our normal joking around trucking thing, talking about everything. We we're 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 actually putting out some useful information today. I absorbed it. Yeah, you did. I did. I wow. did. I absorbed it. it. It went fast because I was really listening to everything that you had said, Rick, and I really do appreciate you coming on to the show. My and brain scrambled. I, I listened to 10%. I lost it all. It's all that. Uh, that's why I would need Kelly. He always I, does I, that, yeah, though. I, I, I don't re- I'm one of those guys that goes to an orientation and retains 10% of, of the 100% I heard. That's just me. Well, the good thing, the good thing about why, it. That's why we like you record uh, so much, and so it's able to be uh, replayed back. So uh, good for you folks. Well, that's a good thing about with the with the podcast. They can scoot it back a little bit and say, "No, what 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 did Rick just say? I needed to go. do." And you could scoot it back and hear it all over again and get that number and get all the information that they need so that they can come on and be compliant with all of the federal regulations and state regulations by coming to JJ Keller. There you go. So Rick Malco from JJ Keller, uh, awesome information here on Talk CDL for all you truck drivers that are looking for some help with all your compliant questions, uh, maybe want to hook up with Keller and have them be basically your safety department and your your human resources all in one shot, it sounds like. Um, you're going to give them a call at 888-601-2017, uh, just a phone call away, and they can help you become a trucking company uh, in no time at all. Uh, Rick, we appreciate you coming on the show so much, and if you'd stay on the line uh, while we finish to show up for about 30 seconds and we'll come back and get some numbers all right wonderful all right perfect all right ruthann uh jj keller what a great uh you know they, they've been sponsoring us for a couple months and uh you know our policy is to have uh you know the sponsors on on a show and uh what it, it, it's it, I love it when we actually put out a useful podcast. You normally it's clowning around and and trucking things, which is still useful. But you know this this is important stuff. This is super important stuff. Well, it's kind of like putting a name to a face. Sometimes when you hear 
the you know the commercial the ad for them you're not you're you're getting the information but you don't really get enough of the information so when you can actually listen to us speaking with them and getting a little bit more from their representative of what all they do have to offer you can really get a little bit more grasp on what you need to do as a driver on being compliant and what the different things mean because there's a lot of stuff still that well, I don't understand. I was going to say also that was like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. What he gave us in in all in all reality that was an hour show. I guarantee you he could probably talk to us for like the next six months and keep the subject going to some something new that we didn't even hear about. So, uh, it, you know he's right. You know go to the experts. I mean you don't you don't. Um, well we would fix our own toilet, but you know <laughs> most people have to call a plumber. You know that. That's we you we, know we, when he says yeah. we it's always me. It's just always saying you. right. you're, you're my handyman <laughs> or handy girl. All right, so you ready to wrap this up? You got the word of the day? I do. Hey, you know what? Let me grab let me grab Rick. Let, let him become part of the word of the day. Hold okay. on a second. Rick, you still with us? Rick? I am. Hey, listen, uh, one of our things every every podcast Ruthann brings up the word of the day by word genius, so we thought we'd bring you in and maybe you've, you know what, Rick, you do have a big brain. You probably heard of the word, but let's hear what it is, Ruthann. Oh, this is new. It is a new this one. This is a new one. I'm actually going to have to ask Miss Debbie if she ever heard it. Play it, will you? It's well, there's no need to play it. It's called Buck and Wing. Well, go ahead and let's hear her say it. You got to okay. you got to hit the you word. You got to hear her see it. Okay. Let me pull her up. Buck and Wing. 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 Spell it. Be buck like a deer. Uh huh. And uh huh. Wing. So that's an actual word. Buck and wing. Buck and wing. All right, Rick. Have you heard that word? I have never heard of. uh, Is it the wade or wave? It's 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 a word. It's it's called buck and wing. It's it's. Give us definition. It's a noun. All right. It's, uh, uh, it's, you, you, you have stumped the expert. Uh, okay. Please help me uh, understand uh, Buck and Wade. Okay. It's a lively solo tap dance, typically one done in wooden soled shoes. So That's when like you seen thing. Fred Astaire tapping away, he was bucking winging. Really? Yes. Well, that's a word we're probably never going to use. <laughs> well, we do have a daughter in dance, though. So, yeah. all right. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Rick, we appreciate you, brother. Just stay on the line. We're going to be right back. Ruthann, you ready? Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.